0: Show Welcome man. I, Yeah, thanks for the German. Um I'm Troy and the other person you heard on the line is Emery. Actually that's Aaron Emery. He's one of the few friends I have that actually likes to go by his last name. And uh like MacGyver. Yeah. It's like you're in the Navy almost, because in the Navy you go by the last name, except you don't wear the dungarees and the Dixie White Cup hat. And uh hey you want to tell everybody why you go by your last name there, Emery?
1: Not really. Okay. We'll save that for a later show. Well, uh, that'll just be a mystery to I, all I, I hope that wasn't one of your 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 talking points that you had written down. You know, if it was, we just just, cro- we, just cross that one out. We just blew
0: fifteen minutes, so we're gonna <laughs> to,
1: we're gonna have to fill time here.
0: Um, so, uh, this is the inaugural show of the random show, and uh, hopefully, we're gonna have a few more listeners. But uh, if not, I'm just going to be talking to Emery this whole time, which is pretty cool. Emery's an okay guy to talk to. Our mom's uh, – your mom might listen. No, I actually don't think she will listen. She will uh, criticize me about doing this podcast my, and say, why am I doing a podcast and wasting time and uh, not fixing her car?
1: My mom might listen while, well,
0: you know, okay. trying to look well, oh,
1: at work or something.
0: Hi, Mrs. Emery. So – our one listener. Make sure you send us email and feedback, whether you like this or not. Where, where so, can we uh, be
1: reached at? You can be reached at...
0: Well, I can be reached at randomtroy at com. I can
1: be where reached can you... at uh, universe at com.
0: And at the um, end of the show, I will put, I will say a link where we're going to have a blog up that everyone can check and um, listen to the new podcast and uh, hopefully I will have this set up so that you can subscribe to it on iTunes or any other podcatching software that you might have. And also just put on, put up some various notes on the blog and website as well. So that uh, you can leave comments, suggestions, rants, raves, whether you like us, whether you hate us, um, you know, whatever you like. Hopefully people will – I don't know. Do you want people to like you, Emery? Or just – you want this to be informative? Do you want this to be polarizing? What do you think we should get out of this show?
1: Uh, I think that the most important thing is a supreme sense of self-satisfaction on our parts, uh, being two semi-educated, you know, uh, uh, young American men who pretty much know a little bit about everything, and people should know.
0: Okay. Well, I get my I get that through just feeling superior to everyone. I don't really need a podcast for that, though. Um, but maybe this will. Help people understand why I feel superior to everyone. Sounds great. Does that sound that good? sounds good. Oh, I like – well, like I said, it was the inaugural – this is the inaugural show, and uh, I think it's fitting that yesterday we had an inauguration it is, it of is. our yeah. 44th president. What do you think of that? What do you think of Barack Obama? I love the guy. Love him a lot. Do you really? You. Um, I mean I did vote for the man. I don't know. This whole you know, crazy pop – you know, idle status he has right now. It seems a little crazy. It is pretty amazing. I was
1: was actually, uh, going through the news today and, uh, Fidel Castro actually issued a statement, uh, saying that he believes in Barack Obama. No way. Barack Obama gives Fidel Castro a warm, fuzzy him goosebumps. Apparently, uh, Castro has also been on his deathbed for, uh, a number of months now. Uh, the, anti-cuban american media would leave you to believe that uh he's been dead a few times over but he's apparently well enough to have watched hbo this this uh past weekend just you know to see will i am and beyonce do their thing in front of the lincoln memorial and uh yeah obama got the seal of approval from uh, a communist dictator so i mean he he's everybody loves the guy well, there you go. I mean,
0: so it can all just go downhill from here for Obama, if you ask me. I mean, all this pre love, and, you know, everybody just thinks the guy is great. I was listening to an NPR show when they were talking about the inauguration and, you know, racists in Kentucky. I mean, they still want to kill the guy, but they think he's a pretty cool guy, you know, and they said they'd feel bad if they had to kill him. But, um, I mean that's an improvement. That's the I think
1: probably for uh, you know coming from a racist uh, Kentuckian. Yes, Kentuckian. Kentuckian. Kentucky? Kentuckian.
0: I don't know. I don't. Do you know any Kentu- Kentuck Kentuckians?
1: I do. Darren. Uh, our I know friend f- Darren is is from Kentucky.
0: Really? Yes. Um, yeah. I'm only intimate with the chicken, but uh, and I did, would not have ever guessed that Darren, who
1: is a coworker
0: of ours, was from Kentucky because he doesn't. You know, wear a coonskin hat. I guess all Kentuckians don't wear a coonskin hat, but that's the way I pictured them in my mind. Anyway, getting back to the inauguration, did you listen to his speech, the address that he gave? Uh, I
1: listened to the highlights, which is just as good as listening to the whole thing.
0: Yeah. And What'd powerful, you think? Powerful,
1: powerful stuff. Uh... Really? You weren't a little,
0: I mean, there was a couple times there where I just, you know, I kind of Dozed off. I kind of just got starry-eyed, and did you notice? Did you just listen to it, or did you watch the? the I, video I
1: watched feed? some of the video, and uh, you know, I th- I th- I think biggest fear uh, with the whole entire situation is when uh, you know it's it's like we dated, you know, I we 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 dated during the campaign. Uh, that's when we you know went on a series of dates. They all went pretty well for me. Uh, the inauguration. <laughs> to me it was kind of like deciding that we're going to be serious about one another, you know, go steady or, or be exclusive. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about the first big fight that we're going to have, you know, the, uh, you know, I want to meet your parents, but you don't want me to meet your parents sort of a thing. And, uh, I'm I'm trying to imagine what the equivalent, uh, for me is, is going to be in that way. What type of decision he's going to make that's going to rub me, uh, somebody like me in, or, or somebody like you the wrong way. Uh, and when he does make, when you have that
0: first disagreement, is it going to be like one of those where you just don't call for a few days or is it going to be, you know, um, no, we're not moving in together now. Well, I mean, or... I
1: think in any serious relationship, the first big fight is, is really the, the test of the longevity of, of the situation. So, you know, as with our previous president we we pretty much just fought all the time you know it was right. it wasn't even cute fighting it wasn't sam and diane uh moonlighting style fighting it was like you know ike and tina it was it was just ugly it was like a, a scott and lacey peterson sort of situation is that wow. an outdated? Is yeah. that an outdated reference
0: no it a little bit but you know that's kind of like the ultimate in the fight because you know that kind of ended up in The double homicide right so So, i I think that's the thing you kind of want to avoid get
1: out of that relationship and to meet someone so quickly throw an ad up on craigslist and and to have somebody come along who meets all of your criteria for somebody that you want to meet and you have this whirlwind type of romance it does make you worry about coming to blows over over an issue if i can get through that first first big one and i think we'll be okay I just hope there aren't pictures floating around out there somewhere on the internet at some point.
0: There always are. I hope they got your good side. The, did you notice, I don't know, in the video feed when I was watching it, I think I was watching the Fox one. I mean, they were all the same. It doesn't matter. I mean, they were doing a lot of cutaways to African-Americans, to to black people, you know, which is appropriate. He didn't make much of his ethnicity during his speech, but they the media sure did by cutting away to reactions from little black children and the Tuskegee Airmen yeah. were there. And I swear, they cut to one gentleman and he was just getting ready to yawn and they cut away. And I thought, damn, that would have been awesome. But I know he was yawning. I saw him raise his hand to his mouth, you know, and he had his mouth stretched for yawn. I think that would have made an awesome, at least an awesome onion headline. Black man yawns at... Black man still doesn't understand what the president is saying. (laughs) To to, to me,
1: the most interesting African-American attendee that I found out was there on the mall for the swearing-in was Dwight Howard, center for the Orlando Magic, (laughs) who also, I I learned today, compliments of uh, Rome is Burning, is a big fan of Beyonce. No kidding. And when he goes to the free-throw line to clear his head, you know, any jitters or, or, or second-guessing ab- about being at the free-throw line, he actually sings Beyonce songs to, him, to himself as he steps to the free-throw line. But uh, I thought his attendance...
0: Oh, wait, does, when is he mouthing the words? Like, can we, like, actually see yeah, him yeah. mouthing? Wow. I,
1: I saw a video clip of him singing uh single ladies uh, you know in parentheses put a ring on it as, as he was taking uh, taking uh, his first of two free throws
0: maybe he should switch artists uh, he actually mentioned that. that he said throw. you know
1: a lot of people might think i'm a little wayne you know jay-z or, or you know whatever type of guy, but he he likes Beyonce, which even maybe leads me to believe that, you know, maybe he's a, he's a secret fan of show tunes or...
0: It could be. I think what would probably steady me at the free throw, I don't know. I was thinking maybe some Olivia Newton-John, pre-mullet days, you know, some of her
1: more mm-hmm. mellow
0: stuff, not the not the physical, although you would think that would be the logical choice. Just so
1: you know? just so everybody knows, and... uh, random Troy here is not kidding, because... I have my iTunes networked with his, and I have seen his playlists.
0: He actually copied so. my playlist. Well, the thing so, is, you're probably a better uh,
1: shooter, anyway. Yes, that is true.
0: But I did think it was kind of funny that that a black man did, you know, almost yawn. And I thought at least I wasn't the only one, because there were times when I did start to phase out. I did think it was uh, admirable that he he did pretty much just dismiss the prior administration with George Bush just sitting a little bit to his left. And behind him, you know, George had to kind of sit there and take it. I mean, they didn't do too many. I was hoping the media would do more cutaways to George Bush and his reactions to some of the things mm-hmm. he said, but I, I guess they liked the yawning. Black did you guy watch better. any
1: of the concert? Uh, the actual concert? No. The,
0: no. Well, okay. No, I take it back. I saw a little mm-hmm. clip, just like a little news bite, and they're you know talking about all the performers that were there, and then they did a, a cut to Barack. And I couldn't tell if he was kind of getting into it or if he was, you know, kind of doing like head weave or if he well, was I, I getting think tired the protocol just of doing that situation. You have ball. all
1: these, you know, super famous performers come out, do songs together and do little medleys of songs and whatnot. So I think the protocol on his part is he has to look like he's enjoying himself. Even though he, he probably, probably hates no the what. person that's up there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of course. Yeah. This this was the most interesting thing to me, though. And there were a lot of interesting things about that concert. They had the first, you know, the the first family elect and Joe Biden and some other people sitting in this little box, you know, pretty much right at the front of the steps, you know, so everybody was kind of playing to this little bulletproof boxed off area. So you got Barack and you got the little girls and you got Michelle and then Biden and Jill are sitting over here. And they would keep cutting away to, you know, any time a new performer came out, they would cut away to the to the box to see what everybody's expression was. And there was this little girl sitting in like the second or third row of seats in this little box. Who kept falling asleep for one? Like did, just kept straight up falling asleep. Right. I would say how old she did you say the girl seven was? Seven or eight, eight or eight or nine. Todd, she kept falling asleep, and she looked like she had Down syndrome. Even uh, uh, like if not Down syndrome, some type of mild retardation. I mean I can imagine the falling asleep thing is is understandable because she's a little girl and there's all this she was probably up late the night before and, you know, she doesn't really care who Stevie Wonder is and this guy. Why is he why is he doing this thing? And it was uninteresting to her. I have no idea who that little girl was, but she was the most rock and roll thing about that entire quote unquote rock and roll concert for freedom from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if anybody knows what the deal was with that little girl, email champions of the universe at yahoo.com, and also get a screen grab so I can make it an avatar because she was great.
0: Did they keep cutting to her? Did they just have like one long... They never showed showed her
1: specifically, but they kept showing the box and she was sitting... Yeah. And you thought it was the best thing because she
0: was retarded. That wasn't
1: the best thing. You're you're trying to paint me into a corner here. Yeah, the best thing about it, the best thing about the entire concert was the little (laughs) retarded girl sitting in the bulletproof box.
0: You know, she had Down syndrome. Like you said, that's only a mild retardation. They just all look alike, people with Down's.
1: Uh, that's a hell of a thing for an syndrome. Asian guy to say.
0: Why? Do you think all Asian guys look alike? Speaking of which, since we're on this kind of racial thing, I read a while ago you would recommend that I read that graphic novel by Adrian uh, Tomasi? Oh, Tomine Tos- or Tom- Tomini?
1: I'm not, I'm not 100% yeah, sure on the Tomine. pronunciation. Yeah, So if anybody knows that, the pronunciation right. of Adrian Tomine.
0: Let us know. But anyway, Emery
1: recommended this
0: person to me because he was Asian. And he said, "Yeah, you know, this guy's Asian. You, that, you that was not like the reason style. I said that
1: you Which, would love
0: him. yes, I think that was ultimately what you were trying to say. It's like, hey, he's Asian. You Which, should like what, him what because you're Asian. Okay. I read that Summer Blonde. Summer Blonde. Did you have you read that one? I did read that. And, and that's what, yeah, that was actually that's the one you wanted one me to read, read, right? I,
1: I read. I have I have to say, it was note. a
0: bit of a down uh, for sure. I mean, the the final panel and just about all the stories, I thought, damn, these people suck. I mean, it was good writing. I appreciate. I mean, obviously, I don't. know. It seems like he draws a lot from his personal life, but his
1: personal life sucked. He was kind of one." One of the first, uh, when, when I read that, it actually wasn't that long ago, but you know, I've always been more along the the, the superhero comic type guy. I've never Read a lot of comics with the X. Is it you know right. that the the kids love? So I, I picked up that book. It, it was interesting to me because he was kind of like the the emo band of comicdom. It was it was introspective and and more interesting right. than a lot of the the swill that I had been uh, reading at the time.
0: His his style his artistic style is but very it's simplistic. I mean, you know,
1: and you you, you can that... recognize that style from a mile away. He's done a ton of graphic design work. Well,
0: the only criticism I was going to make about that is that at times it's sometimes hard to distinguish between the different characters because they kind of look alike. Either thought that they were all head down syndrome or they were all Asian. So I guess maybe that fits. That's the only critique I would have is that sometimes I well, couldn't tell know, who was I talking. don't really
1: think that and, we're allowed that, to critique him until we actually know how to pronounce his name.
0: Yes. You think they will have a pronunciation guide on, I'm sure that that like, is Wikipedia? an
1: application for the iPhone, but I don't have one. Neither do I.
0: If anybody out there has an iPhone and can tell us how to pronounce his name, it's Adrian... Talk Tomine. Tomas. Tomine. Tomine. It's T-O-M-I-N-E, right? I don't... That doesn't even sound Asian. That's why when you tell me... His name is, doesn't even sound Asian. He's like Adrian Tomine. Tomine. I thought it was Italian. <laughs> the uh, The graphic novel is called Summer Blonde. If you guys want, if you want to read it and get a little I bit think, down, you, know, if you, you know, it's if a bit you of a downer. But enjoy uh,
1: the films of Todd Salins, then I would say that you would in- enjoy the book. Todd Salins? no, is he he's Asian a, too? Uh, uh, a geeky little white guy. I'd say he's Polish. Pol- 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 Polish Jewish was my oh, guess. Yeah, it he sounds he like a, a you European know, but, name, but, but like the the uh, Welcome but so to does... House, Happiness, but a little lighter, obviously, but the same gist.
0: Getting on the whole name thing, and I guess you know stereotyping on what a name sounds. Sounds like, and what you, if you can tell somebody's ethnicity based on their names? I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm half Asian, but and my name is definitely European. I mean, my full name is Troy Dodd and Aaron Emery, which is your full name and your part <laughs> Viking right? So you would never guess that. But it's all, you know, I, I have a thing with language too. I think most of the time the English language sometimes just really pisses me off because we have so many different, we mix so many different cultures into our language and, and things, you know, have different meanings with our words and it's, you know, all connotation anyway. English as a language kind of upsets me. Although I think everybody should learn to speak English as well. I don't think we should have separate languages. I think the world should all speak one language, and that language should be English because that's the language that well, I happen to speak. But-
1: we have enough separating us, so if we all spoke the language – I, I was saving you there because you were just – you were going off to nowhere, but – uh <laughs> Back Thanks. to your point about uh, Thanks names for the and, and names sounding a certain way. I know that you know I enjoy his work. Uh, Bill Simmons, the sports guy, he actually has designated uh, a special place for uh, celebrities, figures in sports, and, and so on and so forth, who have names that do not sound like their actual ethnicity. And they're called the Reggie Cleveland All-Stars, named after Reggie Cleveland, who was a former white pitcher with a black-sounding name. Some of those enshrined in the Reggie Cleveland Hall of Fame. These are all either white, Latino or Asian players who have black sounding names. Mac Brown, coach at University of Texas. Marcus Giles. And North Carolina. Uh, the nope. old timers edition would be Moonlight Graham from the film Field of Dreams. Uh, Khalil Green <laughs> who's a shortstop for the, the Padres who just got traded to the Cardinals or signed to the Cardinals. Uh, actor coming up. Uh, right. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Not at all.
0: Pretty much is anybody whose first name yeah, is Jackie. Exactly. You're either a chick uh, or you're black. See,
1: a really good one. Clancy Pendergast. But I don't like Reggie. I don't even know who that is but yeah, that guy Reggie, should be making R&B records, regardless. Uh, of what Ty Wigginton, Darius Songela, Enos Slaughter, Hall of Fame baseball. Enos, I
0: don't know if Enos. Enos is like you know, like the guy from Dukes of Hazzard. That guy was about as white Southern uh, you know, as you could get. Amos, right, maybe I can get Amos, Amos, but really not Enos. A Reggie
1: Cleveland All Star though. Watchman, Did you see the new, uh, the new, tr- the new TV spot that they started running this past weekend?
0: <laughs> no, which uh, which one was that? Uh, if what you don't know, Jackie Earl spots?
1: Haley is playing Rorschach.
0: You know, I knew he was going to get typecast for Rorschach. He's always going to be typecast <laughs> as a guy with a melting face from now.
1: I, you know, you should check it out online. It's 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 pretty cool. You get this.
0: Is that the one now online? I saw where they had like all these little vignettes that kind of focus on one of the the heroes. From Watchmen, like they had one for Rorschach, and they had one for Doctor Manhattan. They kind of do a voiceover as they show clips specific uh, no, the, to their the character. Is that the one you're talking general, about?
1: But you got to see some images that uh, I hadn't seen before, which were which were very cool. The question is, how overhyped is this movie being, and is it po- is, is is it possible for it to exceed well, that hype? when uh, we finally get to see it in theaters in March.
0: March 6, 2009. Now that the court the un- settlement, the, the lawsuit settlement, has been yeah.
1: where they said
0: 20th Century Fox is now going to be like a star attached to the film where they're just going to get a percentage of the back end. So I would like to know the details on I that. I'm sure so they don't have a tell-all we'll, book you know, regarding that. I don't uh, think we'll ever do that, no. You don't think so? Well, regarding the hype, I mean, there is a lot of hype. I was down at Comic-Con uh, this past year and Kevin Smith was saying he saw like a rough cut. Zack Snyder showed him a rough cut and he said it was just the best comic book film ever and at that point he had already seen the dark knight but he said that this is going to change the Kevin world Smith in regards to comic book double, adaptations so and i don't trust it and he made
1: jersey girl, girl so
0: but i i'm excited i am i i'm mean, sure when did I'm you sure to be there the at the midnight or, show
1: or, or for, did you read the single issues
0: i did not get into watchmen i am old enough that i was i could have picked it up when they were on the comic stand in the floppy form but i never really got into it i was definitely into comic books at that time but i never picked it up and there was a lot of buzz about it you know back then i think back then i was like 18 or so when it first came out but i never did pick it up and then it got collected in a trade and it wasn't until probably about 10 years ago that a friend of mine who we worked at a movie theater together um and he was a big comic book nut and uh, asked me if i had read watchmen i said no and that seems like one of the things that people always ask you when if you're a comic book fan, they're like, oh, well, which books do you like? Do you think was Mary Jane is the best thing that ever happened to Spider-Man? Or have you read Watchmen? And I was one of the ones that said, no, I've never read Watchmen. And then I'd always get that look of disbelief. So I was tired of getting that look. So I finally read it about 10 years ago. And, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a landmark piece of it, it's, comic it's book so fiction. It's so weird, though, because I've never really um, met anybody who read the book
1: get- who didn't who didn't love it and who who didn't who didn't defend it. I'm sure that there might be somebody out there, no one I've ever met. Which is strange because for almost every other art form, the pinnacle or, or what a lot of people consider to be the pinnacle of the medium is usually disputed fiercely. There are people that I've met who loathe, you know, Citizen Kane, or can find things that are wrong with the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. But it seems that uh, Watchmen is pretty landslide. People who who love the book. If if you don't like Watchmen, if if there's something that you don't like it about the book, something that bothers you, if there's something about the, the book that you hate so much that you have no interest in seeing the movie, I would love to hear from you.
0: Well, the thing about Watchmen is also. Is- I mean, it is. It's a good book. I don't think it's the best graphic novel out there. I mean, Time has it like on their top 100 lists of all fiction ever made, I think. It is definitely, I mean, it's it's a great piece of work, and, and Alan Moore does like to delve into the psychological aspects
1: of characters, and
0: how that's going to translate onto the big screen, I don't know. I mean, Zack but Snyder, but I, is a, he's an know, action man. It and, being uh, in,
1: in development hell for 20 years, and having all these different names attached to it, before the days of Ain't It Cool and Chud and all that stuff, I remember hearing rumors about Tom Cruise and Terry Gilliam and, you know, all these these huge names who wanted to adapt it to the the screen. Well, what did you think when you first heard that Uh, Zack Snyder was going to do it? I was excited that he was going to do it only because I knew he wouldn't try to make it his I I mean I've I've enjoyed I think Dawn of the Dead is great I really enjoyed 300 I don't think that that he's right. as stylistic or egotistical as, as some of the other names that had been attached to it have attempted films like that over the years do
0: you think he has his own vision I mean it seems like all the films he's done so far has just been adaptations they
1: all in a sense borrow from the source material came up doing commercial directors getting work is the just the diminishing number of music videos that are made because Realm of Music videos through the late 80s and and into the 90s was pretty much a proving ground for the Spike Joneses and David Finchers and and no one caring about music videos anymore. They had to go back to getting guys who'd done commercials. No, I don't really think that he has a strong, unique vision all his own, but I'm sure that he'll make enough money off of this to to get to do whatever he would want to do.
0: Well, maybe that's the secret to his success, too. I mean, he doesn't have his own vision getting in the way. Not to say he he definitely has a direction that he wants the film to take. But he doesn't have the. I don't know. Does Zack Snyder well, have a signature know, style? Like, he does when, like the slow mo. When I think of
1: a Watchmen movie, and, uh, I want to see certain things. I want to see Doctor Manhattan stomping, you know, through the jungles of Vietnam and vaporizing VC left and right. And I want his huge, glowing blue penis and balls to be flopping around just like it was Johnson. in the book. And I don't want any big Ike director standing in the way of me getting to see that. So I think I think Terry Gilliam would have probably Terry Gilliamed it up to the to the extent to where it wouldn't be the thing that that to match the dream in my head. Exactly. Well, That's if it was Terry Gilliam, people. the whole movie uh, would have been a dream. Probably. But I mean it so. I think that there's a ton of hype behind this movie and I, I just hope it lives up to it uh, if, if it doesn't exceed it. I mean, The Dark Knight, was, the hype machine was unbelievable because you had the Heath Ledger thing tagged onto it. Right. The first installment was incredibly popular as a, as a reboot for right. the franchise. And-
0: I think Watchmen is also, in regards to a graphic novel, it's probably the greatest graphic novel that nobody's heard of. It, I well, mean, it's see, definitely that's, that's not cool, out it, in the popular used to be like culture. A, it
1: used to be like um, a fanboy. You know, If, if, you, if you were a, a comic book nerd and you started right. dating some girl who was who a was like a lit major and she was like you know get out of here with your stupid comic books you always had this trump card in your back pocket that was like look bitch this shit is real this is the this is Watchmen, and this right. is what makes it okay for me to read green lantern and, and everything else because there are actual literary there, there is actual literary uh, uh, gold being mined in the form of comic books but now that everybody is kind of figuring that out it kind of takes away some of the romance i think uh okay so something else i wanted to touch on here uh super bowl yes Arizona Cardinals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, it's still about a week and a half away. Uh, we're not really going to touch on Wait, look, before we get too uh, deep, what do you how do you feel about the Super Bowl being played in February? Uh, I'm okay with that. Are you? I'm actually yeah, I'm actually okay with that. Uh, no,
0: I think February has enough shit going on during February. There's February's Black History Month. It's got Valentine's Day going on. January really didn't have anything going for it other than, you know, it started off the year. And now, you know, January just had the Super Bowl taken away from it. And it's gone on to February, which is also it's, it's, the shortest it's, it's month. It's
1: been in February before. It right? has,
0: I know. Actually, last year was, – was last year the
1: first year they did it? I remember. No, I can, I, I, I can remember it being played in fe- – I think the first February Super Bowl I remember was in the mid-90s. I mean because I think it was a – fell into February at one point because of, of weird scheduling.
0: I know they and- um, expanded the, the playoffs you because know, they increased the number of wildcard teams. And they had to, one year to prevent the Super Bowl from going into February, they only gave them one week off between the championship game and the Super Bowl. I mean, they played it the next week as opposed to, you know, giving them a a week off. But they decided to stick with it, and now it's in February. I don't know. It just seems weird. I'm sure 20 years from now, people aren't even gonna remember. But I just remember the, you know, one of the Trivial Pursuit questions that I used to always get was uh, what sporting championship is played on the last Sunday in January. And now all those Trivial Pursuit games are gonna have to be recalled because that is not the right answer. They don't
1: know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Or maybe they could sign. just
0: recall that card. I don't
1: know. I used, I used to hang out in this coffee shop in, in college and they had games like, you know, a chess board and, and checkers and, and things that you could play while you were hanging out in the coffee shop. They had a few games of Trivial Pursuit, but they were uh, Trivial Pursuit games from the late 1970s. It was like the first version of Trivial Pursuit that they had there for people to play right. if you wanted to do so. And those are great memories trying to remember the third featured actor was on some specific episode of the Andy Griffiths show or, or something like that it, it was great anyway what I wanted to touch on is that since we're still a, a week and a half away from the Super Bowl we'll save making picks and getting into the game probably for the the next podcast right uh what I actually wanted to talk about were Super Bowl parties what about them what makes a great Super Bowl party another thing I actually wanted to, to touch on really quick too was I've heard that there's this ground, this grassroots groundswell movement on the internet to petition the NFL to move the Super Bowl to Saturday, so people could uh, watch the Super Bowl on Saturday night party and then not have to go to work next day. So how do you feel about that? First, first Super Bowl Saturday instead of Super Bowl Sunday. That's Saturday. just ridiculous.
0: Saturday is for college sports, and Sunday is for the big boys to play. Well, what Roles? does it matter
1: if there's two There's two weeks between the games? I mean, it's not like it would be a short week for, for the teams involved. Okay.
0: Growing up, there were certain things that were reserved for whichever day was coming up. Okay? Like, Monday was the first day of school. Friday was the end of the week. You have that feeling that's associated with that. Saturday... Growing up was Saturday morning cartoons. That's what Saturday mornings were for. And then when I got older, Saturday was for college football and sunday was for the pros was for the nfl and that's what i associate sunday with. okay
1: but this was all before you started drinking and carousing with women so the older you i don't carouse I've... who goes who goes to a super bowl party drinks some adult beverages and watches the game and stays up late might want to sleep in a little bit the next day that's what it's, days it's, you are know, for. Here, here's the solution simple solution leave the game on sunday and designate Monday a national holiday. You can call it whatever you want to. If you want to move President's Day, just always make the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday. Banks are closed. Post office can be closed. Everybody can watch the game on Sunday afternoon, evening, get blasted, and nobody has to go to work the next day. It can remain Super Bowl Sunday, and everyone can enjoy themselves. And I I think that that's a viable option.
0: I don't know. If you take that kind of logic into it, then shouldn't May 6th be a national holiday or the day after St. Patrick's Day be a holiday, a national holiday? Because that's all people do on those days is drink and quarrel with women.
1: That's different because St. Patrick's Day – can fall on a weekend right it's it's always the 17th so it can fall on a friday or saturday uh thursday is even good it's easier to call out on a friday than it is on a monday but the super bowl is always on a sunday it's always it's never not going to be on a sunday so i think by designating monday as a holiday would make everyone's life so much better but actually what i wanted to get from you is give me the factors you know you've been to a a number of, of super bowl parties you know, you've know, you seen every Super Bowl for a number of years. What are the factors you've taken into account in, in, in judging how good of a time you're going to have at a Super Bowl party?
0: I feel if you really want to enjoy the Super Bowl, I mean enjoy the game itself, you can't go to a party because there's just too many distractions. You can't enjoy the game. People are talking above the game. People, you know, like you said, there's women there. That's a distraction. There's alcohol there. So, if you really want to enjoy the game, you should really avoid parties altogether. Maybe a couple of friends who really want to watch the game, and that's what they want to enjoy. They want to enjoy the spectacle of 22 guys on a field just pounding the crap out of each other, you know, one of them achieving victory. Then, you have to do it in a small all intimate.
1: Okay, so if, if your team was in a Super Bowl, how would you watch it? Would you watch it would you need to be alone? Would you need to be with a, another fan of your team? Would you
0: Yeah, I would want to definitely be with well, it doesn't even have to be a fan, but just somebody who would appreciate the game. I actually sometimes don't enjoy watching a game where everybody there is riding the same fence that I am. I, I like to have some opposition. I like to be able to call people out or get in somebody's face. It's no fun when everybody there's rooting for the same person. I mean, that's that's boring. Like I said, a smaller, intimate—you know—just people that appreciate the game. Most time when you go to a Super Bowl party, people enjoy party. They're going there for the party, and the game just happens to be the reason that the party is taking place. And they really could care less about the game. Or and some people will—they go through the motions and they make all the noises about the game, but they really don't care. They don't care one way or another if who wins no, or not. You're,
1: you're exactly right. You know, and there's always the friend of yours who brings the girl that he just started dating, and he's trying, to, and she keeps asking questions about what's going on and who different people are, and you know, he's trying to fill her in on everything whilst sitting right next to you on the couch, and you just want to punch him in the throat. And I, I know, I mean that there there are severe annoyances that can rear their ugly heads during the Super Bowl, especially if you have a vested rooting interest in in the actual game, or even a betting interest, which is more often than not what I have. Let's say Bears uh, Bears, Cold Super Bowl didn't really give a shit. No.
0: Here's my personal experience with the Bears Cold Super Bowl. There was me and two other people, and one of them just happened to be a girl who didn't really care about the the game, but uh, I didn't mind having her there because it was just three of us. And since... I didn't care about that game so much. I mean I definitely – I drank, and that's one thing I won't do. If I do care about the game, I won't drink that much because you know, I want to be able to focus on the game. So for that, I don't think anybody cared about that particular Super Bowl. So I think the whole nation was drunk, and the whole nation had
1: well, – it. Yeah, I mean I had a kick-ass time at that Super Bowl party because it, I was – I would have felt really bad if I'd known that there was an actual Bears or Colts fan. At the party because I was being one of those guys who was like cracking jokes, talking over the, the the game, just being in general a drunk jackass.
0: Let's face it, they were a Colts or Bears fan. So, do we really care about those people? Well,
1: this is this is the ultimately my my final point on the issue. The worst type of person in the world, the worst type of person that you can possibly be friends with around Super Bowl time, is the person that decides that the week before they're going to become the biggest fan of this team that is playing in the Super Bowl because of some sort of peripheral, you know, like, oh, you know, like, I'm rooting rooting for the Bears because my grandpa went to DePaul, and (laughs) he didn't ever live, he never lived there after he graduated, but that's why I went out and bought this Erlacher jersey, and I memorized, like, the names of five guys on the team, and I know that their coach is black, and, and like, shush, you know, shush, I'm trying to watch this. And it's it's always right. a dumb girl or some broham idiot who who does this. That's like the worst type of person you can possibly have uh, at your party. But this is this is the 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 thing I call the the Matt Factor. And for those of you who don't know, we each know a gentleman named Matt Easton. He's from Pittsburgh, and he's a cool fan. He's what did you say? I said he's yeah, a, Colts, he's a fan. Colts fan. He normally is is a pleasant gentleman to be around. He's a funny, nice guy. When the Steelers are playing, he turns into the biggest f tart you've ever seen in your whole entire life. And he kind of almost makes it unbearable to even, like, watch the game because you're so busy watching him just be a complete, like, over-the-top train wreck. But that's that's somewhat amusing, though. It is amusing, okay? But this is the thing. Would you rather be at the party... With the faux fan, as I described earlier, or at the party with the real fan, who even in his passion and animated— Is still obnoxious. Yeah, is still obnoxious. But is he obnoxious
0: as the faux fan? That's my question. I uh, see. That's a, that's a good question. I'd, I'd have to ponder that. I mean, at least the faux fan—you know, you can shut him up with just a few facts about the team that he's supposedly a fan of. You ask him a question, and if he stammers at the answer, you're like, ah, oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. And that pretty much will. But the true fan, you can't shut him up because he's the fan and he knows everything there is to know about that team. And he's going to make sure you know everything there is to know about that team. And he's going to make sure you know who their next six draft picks are going to be in the next six drafts and why they're either winning or losing the game and so you can't shut him well, I mean, up especially
1: you know we live in los angeles which is a town of people from all over the map you meet people every single day from different states different countries when you're at a super bowl party and there happens to be someone at the party who is a true fan of the of one of the teams playing in it i think it's it's kind of ridiculous that People treat that person almost like it's their family or like their brother or dad right. playing in this game, and and we start to feel sorry for them when bad things happen to their team and they get all butthurt. hurt. Yeah, and the and the only connection they really have is is a zip exactly, code, yeah. and that's and, right. and, and most of the time it's not even that.
0: No, no, I I agree with you. I guess I know somebody who's a faux Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and she can be pretty obnoxious. I admire the zeal. I admire the fact that they they have a team that they like. And as long as it makes them happy, I suppose, you just wish they could have their happiness in silence. Well, I mean, uh, I I
1: understand them wanting to be included. I understand them wanting to, when it's a hot button issue, them wanting to be able to talk about it with people and be like, oh, you know, I root for the Steelers because my dad was a big Steelers fan. And they don't really know what they're talking about and they're just annoying and obnoxious. But with the same token, during Fashion Week… Just because I know what, uh, you know, like Jean-Paul Gaultier doesn't mean I suddenly decide that I'm going to start rooting for Jean-Paul Gaultier and like tell people on the street down with, you know, Oscar De Laurentiis or wait, that, yeah, that's not a fashion designer. Whatever. Anyway, see, obviously I know nothing it's, about fashion, so I don't try to be included in that conversation for the, for the sake of making myself feel good. Football
0: is such a universal – it's – Everybody feels that you have to like football, or not have to like it, but at least should know. You know, if you've got a football team, you can get along more with the guys or the fellas, or be more in the cool crowd if, if you've got a football team, as opposed to that squash team they've been following on ESPN3. Getting back to the Super Bowl and our friend Matt Easton. He has proclaimed he's going to have the biggest Super Bowl party this year. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I hope he has a good time. I, I, <laughs> so I take hope, it you will not be attending Uh At our Super Bowl party last year, I remember you showing up at one point. We didn't actually know each other that well at the time, if you remember. But we, we no. I did make a, an effort to invite you to the Super Bowl party. I think it was actually one of the first times we had hung out outside of work. And I think you showed up. Your your wheels were pretty well greased. If you didn't, then you got pretty hammered very quickly.
0: Before I came to the Super Bowl party that Matt and Emery so graciously invited me to, I bought a fifth of <laughs> vodka. And I think I had, before I got here, as I recall, DJ was gave me a ride here. And while waiting for him, I think I had to small rocks glasses of it and uh, yeah i was feeling really really good by the did, time i got did, here and i finished you know, did you off that any, bottle
1: grope anybody James?
0: i don't recall i don't think so there's, pretty there's sure i did but like you
1: said out there somewhere that there might have been some gropage maybe some unwanted gropage maybe some uh, wanted gropage
0: and was i was i involved I, I
1: think that goes without saying that you were involved
0: uh, um well as you recall too the only thing i do remember was walking home i kind of if you recall, I snuck yeah, out of the yeah, party as well.
1: which was a classy move.
0: Because I, at that point, I was the game was over, and I was really feeling the effects of that. And it was cheap vodka too. So it was like the, it the was white not label that says vodka in black. Exactly. For anyone who wants to know, I drink my drinks on the rocks. I don't mix it with anything. So um, I had just unfiltered vodka, no, cheap that vodka. That method is usually was just, for something you know, like single malt Scotch. I know. I know, but my brain was saturated with it, and I just decided that it was time to go. The funny thing is, though, and you, everybody who was at the party who saw me the next day, they're like, oh, we can't believe you just left, and da-da-da. But nobody saw me leave, so it, you guys probably didn't even notice I was gone for at well, least I, an hour.
1: Well, so. when girls started coming up to me going, where, where did the guy go who was groping me just a, a second ago? I knew that you were gone.
0: (laughs) That might have precluded the fact why I (laughs) wanted to sneak
1: out of there. No, but uh, in in answer to your question, no, I do not think I will be attending my own Super Bowl party this year for a myriad of reasons. But uh, I think the biggest reason being uh, my, my brother's got the HD flat screen over at his place and like we were talking about, a little bit of a smaller crowd to be able to actually watch the game so
0: the question is with this super bowl arizona and pittsburgh i mean do you care about the outcome do you have an interest i I do
1: and that is a subject that we can tackle for the throngs of listeners on our next podcast and by throngs he means yeah so mom i will let you know who i am choosing in the super bowl Next week,
0: yes, and I think this is a good point to end the inaugural random show, Emery. I want to thank, thank you. you for joining me. I hope you will join me next week. Yeah, but, as uh, always, if you have that any kind of suggestions for
1: Idle. random mundane conversation pieces that you would like us to to broach, please drop a line and let us know. Oh, P.S. Also for next week's show, <laughs> okay, uh, I have a w- with the help of my brother Lee the P. I came up with a uh, a theory about David Duchovny's alleged sex ad- addiction that I would like to discuss with you. So,
0: all right, so we have that and bullet Super point that we're going to discuss there, and then probably our su- Super Bowl pick and uh, whatever else we can come up with. So please send in your suggestions and thanks for listening to the Random Show with Troy and Emery please visit our webpage at www.randomtroyshow.wordpress.com where you can find our contact information and download past episodes. You can also listen to the podcast by subscribing in iTunes. Music for The Random Show with Troy and Emery by Champions of the Universe. This has been a Without Borders
1: production.